All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Build Show podcast. That's right, my weekly time to get together with you guys and go deep. You know, YouTube, we've got, what, 10, 15, although I have made some hour-long videos probably. But here at the podcast, we get to go deep on topics that you care about, that I care about. And I've got my buddy Steve Basic uh, in the studio today. If you guys don't know Steve, you've probably been living under a rock. But Steve is an architect uh, based in Boston. He's one of the OG Build Show contributors. Uh, myself and Steve and like three others started the Build Show Network. Uh, so Steve and I have been friends for about five or six years. We've got a bunch of projects going on, and we've got in particular a project that you're going to be hearing about very, very soon Ooh, called baby. Building Science 101. Build Science. Build 101. Science 101. And today's podcast is a bit of an episode about that that we're calling Knowledge Transfer. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're a 18-year-old builder, you're a 25-year-old builder, or you're a 65-year-old builder, we want to talk to you about this idea, this concept of knowledge transfer, and specifically as it relates to build science. And by the way, stay tuned for Build Science 101 coming out very, very shortly. Yeah, I, I might have to get a seatbelt because like, <laughs> I'm so guilt, uh, giddy that you broke the ice on Build Science 101. Uh, now I can talk about it. Like we've been we've been harboring this information and for a long time. And it's like, know. oh, man, we're bringing out the information. We're taking building science information to the starting line, That's to right. square one. And we're moving onward. I love it, it is awesome. It is awesome. With that being said, today's podcast, Knowledge Transfer from the Rockwell Studios in Austin, Texas. Let's get going. All right, Steve. So we let the cat out of the bag. Build Science 101. What are we talking about? These guys don't maybe don't know what that is. Yeah. So building science. I mean, you know, it's... I. I wanted to do this series for such a long time because being in the business, in the building industry and having my background. So you could be an average architect that doesn't have the building science background that I have, um, and I'm very fortunate to have it, but there have been so many times in my last 30 years where I just cringe when I hear something mm -hmm. said. And one of my favorite cringe moments, or my least favorite cringe moment, I should say, is... <laughs> favorite cringe moment. Yeah, is when somebody says, well, I think we're going to up our game and we're going to start using building science. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you, you're not your builder, right? Yeah, I'm a builder. We build some really good houses uh, up here in Minnesota, wherever the hell you're building. And, and it's like... You're not using building science. No, we're going to start a plot. We're going to start, you know, using building science. It's like, like, uh, the minute you put a shovel been, in the ground, <laughs> where have you been building on the you've moon? You've been building with building science. You yeah. put two two by fours together. Yep. You've changed the dynamics and the science mm -hmm. of those two two by fours. Yep. One yep. face can't dry as much as the other five faces yeah. can dry now. Yeah. You've changed it. If you're a builder, you're using building science. Here's a little bit of a insight into what the hell you do. Yep. You're using building science That's right. That's every right. day, every minute of the day, if you're building. So let me put a pause on that thought for one second, because I want to back up and, and tell these guys, which just in case you don't know, Steve and I have made a 10-part video series 
called Build Science 101, which dives into uh, in a 101 kind of format. Like you could be a, a high school student and watch this. You could be a seasoned builder and watch this. But in 10 episodes, we're going to run through what are the basics that you need to know to understand how our buildings uh, react to the elements. How does physics, how does water, how does everything that's in the environment affect our houses over time? And so uh, I think that we can forgive in some respects that builder who says, I'm starting to use and apply building science because ultimately that was me too, Steve. Only if they watch the video, the video series 10 times, <laughs> then I'll forgive them. That's, right. that's their penance, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. But I, uh, I think as a community, views. you know, a building community over the years, we have just put things together like we've always done it yeah. and said, well, you know, that's the way we did it last week, last year, 10 years ago. I think I should just keep doing that. And the problem with that is if we don't think about how we put our houses together and we change the smallest thing, plus if we have no understanding or knowledge of remodeling and what older houses look like, we tend to think that uh, everything's going to work and there'll be no problems. And if we uh, don't apply an understanding of building science to the way that we build, we're not building very smart. Uh, we're building houses that may not last. We're building houses that may not be healthy. We're building houses that may have very large problems for their future homeowners. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, sitting in building science office and, and talking with Joe or there, there was a project and it was like a 150 year old building. And they were calling and saying, hey, we need a building investigation. And I can hear Joe talking on the phone. And it's like, yeah, the building's been pretty much rotting out the last 10 years. <laughs> There's been some problems. And so Joe says, you know, hey, so what have you? What did you do? What happened? Oh, we insulated it. We added a vapor barrier. And we did this and that. And it's like, ah, yeah, you totally changed the dynamics mm -hmm. of the way that building worked. Yep. And now you're challenging building science. And it's failing. Yeah. And that's really my story, Steve. I mean, uh, you've probably heard this, but for those in the audience that haven't, I was building at a production builder level for many years. And in 2001, I moved to Portland, Oregon. Uh, and that builder had gone from using traditional stucco to a fake stucco called EFIS. Yep. Uh, and uh, they were also building in a very rainy climate in Portland where it would rain all the time. And they had changed from some older methods to some newer methods for their uh, house wrap and the way that they set their windows. And all of a sudden, they had some major problems. Uh, and major problems at that time included lo uh, lawsuits for mold because mold was a covered um, issue with homeowner's insurance. And so here I was, a, I don't know, 28, 29-year-old builder who thought he knew something about building but was all of a sudden walking into homeowners' houses who thought their kids were gonna die from black mold. Yeah. Uh, and we had a, a slate of lawsuits handed to us at the office that all of a sudden I was in charge of trying to figure out how to make them go away. Yep. And a, a lot of my world came crashing down during that time. Like, golly, you know, I've been building houses for years. I didn't know that houses could have these problems. I didn't know that black mold was a thing and what's causing it and what happened and what are we doing, to your point, what are we doing differently on these houses than maybe we built five or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it also made me think, I wonder if we were building problems into houses 10 years ago that were just longer term problems that didn't show up quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when I started 
researching this thing that I'd, I'd heard called building science and starting to go hear this uh, older gentleman named Joe Stebrick, or as I called him, Lust Stebrick for a long time. You know, there's uh, a joke to that. There's people in the office, this is no lie. I mean, I, I probably took in the 10 years there, a hundred phone calls <laughs> at least. And it goes something like this. Uh, yes, good afternoon. Is Joe Leister, Leister Burrick there? <laughs> and I would be, and you know, we would censor Joe's calls. Oh yeah, for sure. And it'd be like, uh, no, Joe's not here. Well, this is his really good friend from Toronto, John. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah really good friend. Good you're right. not his good friend. You, you don't, don't even know how to say his name. I'm sure your name gets butchered yeah. quite a bit, too. But, uh, but oh, I'm a really good friend of Joe's. No, you're not. <laughs> the lying bastard. Get off the phone. So if you don't know, uh, Steve, very early on in his career, in fact, almost right out of architecture right out school, of, right? Yeah, about two years out. Got hired by this crazy guy who's 10 or 15 years older than you named Joe Stebrick. He's not a crazy guy. He's a He's a doc. I'm sure he has a doctorate and he does. He's got his probably PhD, many engineering he's, degrees. He's one of the smartest people I know. For he sure. is the godfather of building science in America. And everybody that's kind of Steve and I's contemporaries, you know, people that have been into the building science world for 20 years, have, were all trained originally by Joe. Joe's probably the smartest building scientist I've ever met by a, the largest margin I can think of. He also started the website buildingscience.com. And Steve worked for him for a decade, mm-hmm. uh, or longer than a decade. No, it was actually. about 10 years. Yeah. About 10 years before he went on uh, yep. to start his own architecture practice. So when Steve says he's got building science chops and has been around the block, he literally has. Steve's been on building investigations in all parts of North America, all climate zones, uh, seen commercial building failures, residential building failures. Uh, you know, rich mansion failures I remember and public housing in, failures. I remember walking into a school building, and as we're walking in the door, the Joe asked the facilities manager guy, do you operate the building under a negative pressure or positive pressure? And the guy's like, oh, we always operate under a negative pressure. And as Joe opens the door, we get a swath of air <laughs> in our face. It's like, buddy, you have no clue out of what you're no. doing, and you are in for an education this you afternoon. You do not know. <laughs> So back to this knowledge transfer, I think, I think Steve, number one, you're incredibly blessed to have gotten a decade of knowledge transfer in a hip-to-hip fashion or desk-to-desk fashion from one of the m- most incredible building science minds ever. Yes, he's, but, he's incredible, but I think personally knowing Joe um, for the short time that I've known him, his biggest asset is his willingness to share information yes. and ensure anybody around him understands whatever you're talking about. Yes, he'll that's a great dumb point. it down. He'll bring it to the, and I don't mean dumb it down in a bad way. I mean, he has the ability to take very complex stuff and deliver it in a fashion where everybody sitting at the table can sit there and go, oh, okay, I get that. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's And he's huge. willing to do it. And, and I would say that you've gotten that gene as well, or you have that gene as well, the sharing I gene. I learned that from him. I credit him for that. And I think it's interesting that, that over the years, you and I both have gotten this uh, comment before, like, why are you sharing your secrets? That's your trade knowledge. You shouldn't be making videos about this, talking, presenting, because now other people are going to know your quote-unquote secrets. And I think you and I, Steve, as well as the rest of the Build Show Network, has this feeling that 
a rising tide floats all boats. Mm -hmm. And so I'd much rather compete against builders that get it, that are going to build a fantastic house for clients as well as I would. And I'm not going to run into that problem like I did today where I was visiting a client uh, who didn't hire me and they were really sad because the builder they did hire uh, made a quite a large extensive array of issues uh, that wouldn't have happened had it been one of my projects. Yeah, and I, I remember I, the, I read this book many moons ago, but the, this concept very, uh, very much helped me along the way with this whole idea of information transfer. And it, it was basically saying that if I sit there and I hold my cards really close to my chest and I hold that information, I never give myself the chance to expand or the opportunity to move beyond it. Yeah. Right. So I'm free to give the information because you go ahead, you can have that information. You think it's cool because you've never seen it, but I'm already working on the third generation. Yep. That's beyond that. Yeah. And and it allows my mind to go to the next because every piece of information, like some people think it is like the end all be all like this is the solution. No, it's a stepping stone mm -hmm. because someone's going to take that piece of information. They're going to reinterpret it and redeliver it in another sense. And that's what Joe, what I think like the basis. I mean, a lot of these things, Joe, yes, he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met. But it isn't like he did every building science test ever. No, that's right. right. He sat at a table yeah. with John Timmis, with Gus Handegord, with John yeah. Straw. That's right. Right? And and had conversations and talked about it. When he wanted to know about dehumidification, he sat there and had um, conversations with Armin Rudd. When mm. he wanted to know about blower door, he talked with Neil Moyer. Yep. So when you're around the table with that's all these point. experts, you get expert opinions. And then you take that information, use it how you will, and then re-deliver it to suit your needs. That's a great point. So in this topic of knowledge transfer, Steve, let's pretend like uh, you and I are sitting down with a 25-year-old. What does that 25-year-old need to know about knowledge transfer, and how do they get that knowledge transferred into their brain? So I don't, I mean, you can't, you can't be afraid. And when I say you can't be afraid, if you don't know, you can't be afraid to ask. Hmm. And if you do know, you can't be afraid to answer. That's a right? great way to say it. So fear is, is whether you're the, the smart guy at the table or the not so smart guy or gal at the table, both of you should be talking. Yeah. Right? And, and the 25-year-old, and they, they should, don't be afraid to ask questions. Yep. Don't be yep. afraid to ask questions. I love talking about building. You want to come up with and hang out with me for a morning at IBS and walk around and talk about materials? Let's have at it. Buy yeah. me a coffee and we'll have at it. Totally. And now I can imagine I'm going to have like 20 people standing there with a <laughs> coffee cup at the door of IBS. How do you drink your coffee, yeah, Steve? Yeah, this no is kidding. how we'll know. I, I, people say, how do you like your coffee? I say delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Handed to me. Handed to My me. favorite guy. But, but yeah, I mean, if you're that 25-year-old, because honestly, like, I sit here and I, you know, as, as you grow older, and you might feel this way too, as I grow older, all you ever realize is how much you don't know. Yeah, that's You don't sure. gain knowledge. You gain knowledge of what you don't have knowledge of. Yeah, yeah. So as a 25-year-old, you think I have the world. Oh, yeah, I got oh, my yeah. own building company. I got, I got my brand new truck. I'm ready to go. You don't know Jack, buddy. Yeah, that's for sure. You don't. And you know what? Here's no secret. When yeah. you're 50... You're still not going to know Jack. That's for sure. Because whenever I open a door, 
it just leads me to a hallway with 30 more doors. Yeah, that's right. So then uh, as a follow-up to that, what do you do if you're that 25-year-old and your boss or the decision maker uh, wants to do something that you're worried is going to be a problem later on down the line, whether it's a building science detail or, or frankly, just a, a detail that, uh, if done incorrectly, will cause problems, or a detail that carries with it an unusually high level of risk. How do you, how do you convince them to make a change? I think there's a couple things at play here. If you're the 25 year old and you're working, first of all, you should be working, if you're not working for yourself, you should be working for a company that you believe in, mm. right? It's a great point. Um, they're with, with the way we're short on people in the industry, supposedly, um, I'm not a statistician, that's why I say supposedly. <laughs> um, but with the way that it's, it's talked about we're being short, you have a choice of who you wanna work for. That's right. Right. If you're a go getter and, and I've heard employers and owners of companies say, I don't need somebody that knows how to frame. Mm -hmm. I need somebody that shows up on time, yep. that doesn't have excuses, that isn't sick every other week or has a doctor's appointment. Yep. Right. And that's loyal to me. and It's not going to steal from me or cheat from me. Yep. And I could teach them all the other stuff. I can't teach them that. Yeah. Right. So be honest with yourself. Find somebody and search out somebody you want to work with. If that builder is doing things that you don't think are favorable, bring it to their attention. If they're not willing to have the discussion, red flag is up, look for somebody that is willing to have that yeah, discussion. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that your choices in your career are gonna make your experience level, which is gonna make uh, you as a person and as somebody who's well-educated and well-versed in our industry. You only get one shot at it, Yep. right? Yep. You get one shot at your career, make it worthwhile. Work for somebody that you want to work for that's fun, that is educated, and that appreciates the things you appreciate. That's a great point. Okay, so we talked about the 25-year-old. Let's talk about the 50-something. You know, I'm, I'm now in my 50s, so I'm, I'm officially I'm, a curmudgeon. I'm officially one as well. <laughs> what advice do you have for the 50-year-olds when it comes to this knowledge transfer topic? Yeah, well, you you might know a lot of things. Um, there's probably still a lot to learn. But if you're a 50-year-old and you do have a wealth of knowledge, you have to share it. It's your yep. responsibility. I agree. You cannot go through life and then take it with you. Because in the afterlife, I really don't give a crap what you know. Yeah. I want to know what you know today That's right. in this life. And you need to share that information. And you know, take that 25-year-old, listen to him, have a conversation, and it's hard. I, I get I work with my daughter. Okay, <laughs> three years she's been working with me. I turn around and she's telling me how I built the model wrong, <laughs> oh, no. or I did this wrong. Oh, right? Hopefully, Lexi like, isn't listening. I'm still okay. I'm. I will listen. I will give you the respect because I think there might be some valid points mm -hmm. in there. That's right. right? That's right. Um, her vision of her way of seeing things, it's different, but the times are different now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and so it's worth listening. The the person that isn't willing to listen 
is at so much of a loss mm-hmm. that you know you you have to come to the table and you don't you you don't want to be the loudest one there. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to be. And I and I've heard that quote. If you're the smartest one at the table, find another table. Yeah, that's a great point. Right. Speaking of tables, by the way, here's an advice for a table to seek after. Uh, when I was a 32 year old, I started my company. I'm now 51. Uh, and one of the very first things I did when I moved to Austin and started my company was, uh, I joined my local home builders association, uh, and the Austin home builders association in particular had a chapter of the custom builders council, the CBC, we called it. Mm -hmm. And it was a really cool group, uh, of, I don't know, 40 or 50 members where we had some older guard builders that had been around a long time. And then we had some younger guard builders like me that were just a few years in business. And in particular, there was three men there that I really felt like uh, were like my older brothers. A guy named Tim Hill, who's now my my business partner in the home building company. Uh, Ray Tonjes, who's a legend in the green building world, has been around a long time. And this guy, Joel Katz. And those three guys were all a little different. Like Joel actually has an accounting background and was amazing at contracts. Uh, Ray in particular, uh, is just an amazing connector. He knows everybody who knows. He reminds me of Mark Willie a lot. He knows everybody. He's friends with everybody. I don't know, but I like him. Uh, and then Tim Hill, who's really, Tim is truly a master builder. Um, so here I am 32 and I'm getting to know these guys who were in there at that time, probably early fifties, let's say. And I would come up across some problems and I would write it down in my day timer. And, and when I got to three questions, I would call one of those guys and say, hey, man, can I buy you Subway? That was back when Subway was like $6 for uh, for go. a meal. Uh, and ask you a couple questions. And Tim and Ray and Joel would, would always say yes. And for the price of two Subway sandwiches, a chips, and two drinks, I would get 30 minutes of undivided attention from a really smart builder that was 15 or 20 years older than me. And those guys helped me with finding a great stucco contractor. How do I deal with this contract that I signed that I shouldn't have that was a guaranteed maximum price and now the clients are sticking me to it? How do I deal with this or that issue? What about this? I would ask them questions about all kinds of stuff and I had this built-in knowledge transfer from that older generation of builder that if you're a younger builder listening to this right now, Home Builder Association is a great way to find them, but also to Steve's point, pick up the phone and ask. One of the things that's gotten me a lot in life is the the uh, the phrase you don't get if you don't ask. Mm-hmm. So make a phone call. Uh, there's probably three, four, or five builders in your town that are well known as the best builders. I bet if you called them and asked them for a cup of coffee, uh, to go to lunch, whatever, they would probably do it. Yeah, I get people that call me and say, "Hey, can I uh, can I buy you lunch? I have a few questions." I say, "I don't think you're prepared for that right now." Um, so. I only eat steaks for lunch. <laughs> no, but uh, but no, I, I I have had people do that. As a matter of fact, I had some big fans of ours. A woman called me and said, "You know, we're thinking about building a house." And Is this, this from and last weekend? Yeah, yes. I sent you the pictures that, that we took. Awesome. And uh, and and she said, "My husband watches everything you and Matt do." Every video he watches. And she's like, can I pay you for a couple hours to come and sit and talk? And I said, you know, why don't you guys, if you're willing to drive up, we can tour the Build Show Build Boston site. And I have another site. 
And she said, oh, my God, you'd allow us to come up there and, and see oh, the fantastic. building and that? I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's what that's we're so here for. Cool. The whole reason we're doing an educational series is to educate. Yeah, that's so awesome. Right? And she's like, you are not going to believe she goes, I am going to get so many wife points <laughs> for this. The, the husband was like out of his mind. I, I threw him a build hat when he when he got out of the car. Oh, he was so gosh. excited. He didn't shut up the whole like uh, two and a half hours and I was so with awesome. him in a good way, in a good way. But <laughs> but my point is, yeah, get out. The, the, the Build Science 101, we talked about it. You know, we, we brought it down to a level that if you're a freshman in high school going into a trade school, yep. you can watch this very successfully. Yeah. And if you have a question, you can call me personally. Yep. And I will answer it for you. Yep. If you're the 50-year-old builder, the curmudgeon builder, still, please, Take my advice. Just watch it. The worst case is you're going to end the 10-part series. You're going to sit back and say, finally, somebody agrees with me. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to be happy. Yeah. Right? But my guess is you're probably going to learn something. It is such a good series that it stimulates a ton of conversation yep. about different aspects of building science. Why do we build what what is our real goal of building it's far beyond picking out the right countertop or bathtub and and matching colors mm -hmm. it's totally about what the hell are we trying to do when we put a building together yeah, what is right. the information that we need that is the basis to build a career on yeah for sure and and quick shout out to our sponsors on that uh, build science 101 we've got anderson windows uh steve which is one of our headline sponsors uh, when I was a nobody builder and had, uh, you know, maybe two videos on the YouTubes, Anderson invited me to their factory in like 2009 or 10, uh, not because I was some famous YouTuber, but because I was a builder that was interested in yep. using their product. And dang, was that an impressive factory tour yep. up in like Minnesota. Yep. Super cool company uh, making a really impressive product. Builders First Source, been a customer of theirs for 20 years now. Uh, you and I have a project going that's a ready frame project that's yep. uh, also going to be available on their new home plan library. Very progressive uh, building company uh, that's more than just a lumber company. Uh, next up, Huber Engineered Woods, longtime friends of the Build Show, longtime supporters of the Build Show. Sashco, the makers of Lexel and Big Stretch, uh, still family owned, still made in Colorado. Uh, ViewRail, also another family-owned company right in the heart mm -hmm. of America that makes some amazing products. Uh, and lastly, Polyguard, uh, which is, in my mind, one of the most bomber uh, WRBs you can possibly choose uh, for a Southern We use their foundation system on the Build Show Build Boston. Oh, so go awesome. go check out the foundation. So we have, and you know what? The, the beauty of that is, is Polyguard makes such a good system that it's somewhat intuitive. The homeowner did all his own water. Is that right? Yeah, he, he wanted to do some things in the project himself. So it's like, yeah, this system is so bulletproof. So like straightforward. The That's pretty it. awesome. So good stuff. But uh, but yeah, you know, a lot all those all those companies there. One of the interesting things that comes to mind when you talk about it, every one of them has moved in the direction of providing information knowledge and transfer. education that's right right and that's it's right. beyond it's beyond you know huber saying hey we want to sell you a zip panel mm -hmm. or builders for first source saying we want to sell you a ready frame 
No, they're saying, hey, we have problems in the building industry. We're trying to solve it. We want to work with you yep. Yep. to solve it. Try out this stuff. Give us feedback. Let's connect. Let's talk about it. Um, and Huber, you can buy me Subway sometimes. And we'll talk about <laughs> what we want to do. And how cool that all those companies, Steve, were willing to sponsor this 10-part Build Science series, even though there's no products, there's no products being talked about or being used, right. very few photos even in the series, a lot of diagrams. So, I mean, that's a big deal for those guys to, yeah. to fork out the money to, uh, to sponsor this, but to get this in high know, schoolers' hands. They all know that when, they wa when you watch the series – they're going to develop a community with some knowledge that is knowledge and information that they believe the community should have, and it's going to benefit them. Yep, that's right. Right? Because they're all building good products. That's right. And when you build good products, you want people that want to buy good products. Yeah, that's right. And so they're going to create that community. Yeah. I don't know when we're actually publishing this podcast. Uh, so if it is, it is September seventeenth at ten fourteen a.m. I think. Or so. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm only kidding. Impressive. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, uh, go check out Build Science One Hundred and One. And if it's not out yet, stay tuned. It'll be splashed all over the place on the BuildShow.com. Uh, Steve and I have spent a lot of time. Uh, and uh, I shouldn't say that. I spent a few days in the studio. Steve spent multiple multiple days planning and getting ready uh and by the way he has a more than just a 101 in mind as oh, well Oh, we're all the way through 1001 i got <laughs> i got the roadmap out there so we got building science for the next five six years at least so we've so. got we've got some higher level coming but this is really important we want you we want your superintendents we want your assistant superintendents we want you to sit down with your high schoolers this is really a series that everybody can get around, whether you've yeah. been in the business for 30 years or whether you've never actually seen a job site. This if is you're a, a homeowner series. and you want to know why your paint is peeling. That's right. Series. Come watch this. You're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. Steve, huge thanks, man. If you guys aren't following Steve Basic, he's on all the places, but his big, I would say his big places are the Gram at yep. uh, Steven Basic Architect. LinkedIn is another place. If you're a business yep. LinkedIn person, go check Steve out. He's doing a great job there. He also has a great Facebook page. Uh, and he's on the Unbuild It podcast with our buddies Jake and um, Peter, Peter. I couldn't think of Peter's name all of a sudden. Uh, so I, I try and forget about him. I can't, though. <laughs> and it's also, of course, Steve is shooting videos on a weekly basis on the buildshow.com, including the overhead camera showing you the details he's the only architect on our network maybe someday we'll have another uh there's one that we're talking to right now that i'm hoping we'll uh we'll join but uh steve you're an absolute gem to the industry i really appreciate you taking some time to podcast with me always uh, awesome to come out here and talk always and stay tuned to build science 101 that steve and i have coming out soon with that being said in your way baby it's coming <laughs> follow us on tiktok or instagram otherwise we'll see you next time Build Show. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>